Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. Valley Point Church. It is certainly great to see you, and I'm excited that you're here as we begin a new series. And those are all images from our grand opening Sunday last day. I really feel like we've been on an extraordinary run as a church, beginning with the day we walked down Bethel Road and cut the ribbon outside the front doors here and walked in just to see our new home collectively for the first time to our kickoff Sunday on December the 3rd, which was just a lot of fun. And then we had the Christmas season in there where we welcomed a record crowd to our different gatherings, to last week where we had our grand opening. From my heart to yours, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting. And thank you for making Valley Point such a warm and a special place. I'm so proud of you. So thank you. Can we just take a moment and thank God together? Can we do that? I'm really proud of you and very proud to call Valley Point home. While we've had a great run, I think there is another great run in front of us. And so on this day, after kickoff Sundays and the first Christmas here, and our grand opening, I want to say to you, we have many more wonderful Sundays in front of us. And I'm really excited about the next several weeks and into February and March, just kind of being the church. That's the opportunity we get now. We're here, we're past some of those special days, and there will be more firsts here at Valley Point. We've got a first Easter coming, and that's going to be special for us. But between now and then, I just want to do church and be here with you and focus on our mission, which our mission here at Valley Point is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. That's what we strive to do, real relationships and real significance. So we want everybody walking through the doors of this place to know they can have a real relationship with God. That's possible. And it's a lasting and forever friendship. It's a beautiful thing. And we can enjoy that. And we talk a lot about that here at Valley Point Church. Beyond that relationship with God, it's also very possible for all of us to have a real relationship with the people around us. And that's why we come to church. And that's why we get together in community. And we even get together in smaller groups so that we get the chance to get to know each other and have real relationships with some great people who can encourage us and love us on good days and bad days and everything that happens in between. So real relationships. I want to focus on that in the coming days. I also want to focus on real significance. We've all been given one life. That's what we have. That's what has been entrusted to us. And I believe we can use that one life to do some really significant things and impact the lives of others, impact our homes, our schools, our communities. I like to say it this way, where we live, work, and play, we have this one life, and we can use it to have lasting impact in the lives of other people. So I'm really excited just about focusing in the coming days on real relationships and real significance. Now, I want to share with you three different ways 
I see that happening in the days to come. Here's the first way. Life Verse 2018 begins today. One of my favorite series, and I'm very ramped up about sharing this with you, and we'll get to all of that in just a moment. But I really believe picking a verse or two to kind of anchor our souls for a new year is a great exercise. And we've actually started the last six years here at Valley Point doing this. It's kind of our tradition. We don't have a lot of traditions here, but this is one of our traditional things. And I think it's a great thing because, you know, think about it. Getting into the word of God and saying, I, I need a few of those words. I need a little bit of that to help me with what's coming this year. That's an incredible thing. And when we do that, it will deepen our friendship with God. It has to, because this is God speaking to us. So one of the things we're going to do to foster real relationships and real significance in the days ahead of us here is Life Verse 2018. So here's the second way. That is, we have a love day coming next Sunday, January the 21st. You have a flyer in your program that talks about our love day next week. Please take that out and just begin to look at it. I want everybody to participate in this, our students, our kids, our adults. This is really an easy way to do something significant with your life, to be generous, to help somebody else. So our love day this month is a collection day for our military personnel. And we want to encourage them and say, we're thinking about you, we love you, and we support you. And so what you can do is you can take this list, and as you're shopping, pick up a few of the items, or pick them all up if you want. That's certainly fine. You'll bring these items with you. Next Sunday, we'll have a designated place in the lobby where you can drop those items off, and then we'll take care of the rest. So we make the collection really easy. You just pick up these things, you bring it back next Sunday, and we'll be sure we assemble that and send it to our military personnel as a way to say, we love you, we're thinking about you, and we support you. So in the days to come, this next week, be sure you grab a few items. If everybody grabs something, boy, we will really be able to help our military personnel feel good about where they are right now. So that's another thing we're doing in the days to come and that is next Sunday. One more item. Besides Life Verse 2018 and our Love Day next Sunday, one more item. It's small groups. Here at Valley Point, we offer life groups and community groups, and I want to challenge each and every person in the room right now to consider getting into one of these groups. I think groups are an amazing way to be known and to be accepted, right? These are important things for everybody. We're all looking to be known by somebody, to be recognized. And beyond that, we want somebody to accept me, to love me where I am, and maybe even love me enough to encourage me to take a next spiritual step. Our groups, our life groups and our community groups provide that kind of of opportunity, where we can get out of rows. This is a great thing. We like this, where we worship and pray, and we listen to God's word being taught, but our groups give us the opportunity to get out of a row and get into a circle, and the benefit of a circle is this. You can be known and accepted. By the way, you can also know 
and accept others as well, which is a beautiful thing. And so again, I want to encourage everybody in here to think about getting into a life group or a community group. It could be the one thing that helps carry you through what potentially could be a tough year. We never know what's coming. So do that. As a way to help, there's a table in the lobby, and they'll be able to talk to you. There's really nice people working that table. They're warm and friendly. I know them. They want to talk to you about where you are and what night might work best for you, and there's a lot of options, and so they'll just talk to you about that and place you in an appropriate group. So please go out there and talk to them, and let's position ourselves to be known and accepted. That's a great thing. Hey, here's the other deal with that. I know our group leaders, our life group leaders and our community group leaders, and I can vouch for them. They're wonderful people. They really are. And, and they want to know you and accept you and love you and treat you in a good way. And so please just go out and get yourself into a group. I think that will be a great experience for you and will help you experience real relationships and real significance. So that's how we're going to be the church in the next few weeks, just to let you know where we're going and what we're doing. And if you're new to Valley Point, this is kind of the path that we're going to walk. We're going to Life verse 2018, we're going to really think through that and dig into that in just a moment. We've got a love day coming, and then I want to encourage everybody to think about a group, okay? I have one more announcement that I want to share with you before we dive into Life verse 2018. I want to give you an update on our Christmas initiative. This year, we set our largest goal of raising $70,000 that we would give it away to different organizations, to locally and to globally, that are doing a great job of just sharing the love of Christ. It's our largest Christmas initiative goal to date. As of last Sunday, we have reached a little over $75,000. Isn't that great? (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to a vision pitch about how we can be generous. Thank you for responding to that. I am blown away every year on how we set some of these goals and we just blow through them. It it, it really is an amazing thing. So thank you for being so generous. And if you're still thinking about giving to that, no, we give it all away. So just because we exceed the goal doesn't mean we keep a portion here at Valley Point. We give it all away, and giving for our Christmas initiative is open through today. And whatever else comes in, we give that all away to these organizations as a way to encourage them. You do what you do with the people that you serve and be a bright light. So thank you again for responding to vision. You know, we say this here. Generosity is one of our values. And... Often you probably know companies, people, whatever it may be, they have these values that they've put on a wall somewhere and maybe they live by the value, maybe they don't. Who really knows? Well, one of our values here is generosity and we state it this way. We intentionally use our time and resources to meet needs in our community and around the world. And we're doing that. We're not just talking about it. We're actually doing that, and I'm so proud of you, of us as a church for, again, listening to a need and responding to that. So it's just wonderful news 
and I'm grateful for what God is doing right here. Okay, we're going to dive into Life Verse 2018. Before we do, please pray with me. Father, we are grateful today for your goodness to us, and we're so excited about where we've been. God, we've had a wonderful run of opening this new home that you have so graciously provided for us. And we praise you and we thank you for what you did through us that we could not do on our own. And we're thankful for our home. Continue to use this to be a bright light in this community and beyond. God, I'm excited about the days in front of us as we think about digging into your word and using that to guide us. I believe you love it when we look to what you have provided in your words. And I know you'll meet us in this endeavor. You will because scripture, it's your message to us. And so you're going to meet us right here. And what an amazing thought. God here with us helping us. You're going to do that. And God, as we embark on these love days where we give things away and as our groups launch, God, would you just do a wonderful work right here at Valley Point Church. Continue to use this place and the people that you're bringing together into a community of faith to point people to real relationships and real significance. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let's jump into life verse. So if you'll take out your talk notes and write some things down, I think that will be great. I will say to you that this is one of my favorite series that we do every year. And again, I think I've already mentioned this is the sixth straight year where we've started with, hey, let's pick a few verses to guide us through a new year. So this isn't something new for us. It's something that we have been doing. But honestly, it's one of my favorite things. And the reason I say that is because we get the opportunity collectively, together, you and the, and the people around you and me, together we get to focus on one thing and that is picking a couple of verses to guide us. And again, I just believe God really loves it when we focus on his word. And so that's what makes this one of my favorite things. Now, here's what's fun about this series. We're doing something we've never done before. We've never done this. And I think it's going to be very enjoyable right now. There is another church very close to us that is also doing Life Verse 2018. So in conjunction with another faith community, we're doing the exact same thing. And I think that's remarkable. So the Bridge Church in Marcus Hook, Pennsylvania, right now they're meeting. Their service started at 1030. Ours started at 11. So Aaron, the senior pastor there, he's probably talking right now about, hey, everybody pick a couple of verses and use that to guide your soul this year. So I think it's just a wonderful thing. I mean, consider the power of two faith communities saying, we got to get some of God's word into our hearts. The hope and the life that that can bring into our faith communities, but not just here, outside of here as well, into our communities, where we live, where we work, and where we play. Them doing that in Marcus Hook and us doing that right here. I think it is a beautiful thing, and God is really going to use it. So you be in prayer for the Bridge Church as they walk through this series for three weeks. Be in prayer for Valley Point as well, that we'll just have a great time and see some wonderful results together. Two churches working together. 
That's a beautiful thing and kind of an unusual thing too. So I think it will be a very enjoyable aspect of the series. Aaron Harding is the pastor there and he's become a good friend. And he called me about a month ago and said, hey, you guys start every year by doing that verse thing. And can I talk to you about that? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get together. So we got together for lunch and had a wonderful time. And then we talked about life verse. And he said, you know, w- would it be okay if, if we just, if we did that? And I'm like, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to give you everything that we do. I'm going to give you the graphic and I'm going to give you my manuscripts and you run that with your church. This is like the best thing we do maybe all year long and I think your people are going to love it and so we'll help you in every possible way and he was really excited about that and their church is walking through this right now. So please be in prayer for them and be in prayer for us. Two churches chasing the word of God. Wow. You should smile about that. I think it's a great thing. Okay. A question as we begin. What if, just imagine with me for a few moments, what if this year happened to be the best year of your life? What if? Just think about that for a few moments. And you know a few things that are coming in 2018, and you know what that looks like for you, and maybe some things excite you. And you can't wait for that to happen. You can't wait to get there. Or maybe there's a few things that are coming and you're frightened and scared and not sure what to do about that. Whatever that looks like, whether you're looking forward to some things or you're fearful of some things, what if this happened to be the best year of your life? I think we would all sign up for that. Like, yay, that would be a wonderful thing. I I would love for this to be the best year of my life. Well, I think it's possible that that can actually happen. I think it can be a reality, but here's the deal. It's going to take some work, and I believe it involves a little bit of effort. So listen to this now. All eyes up here for just a moment, because I think... This is important. So everybody look here for just a moment. If you want this to be the best year of your life, I think you have to pursue having the best spiritual year of your life. And if that happens, if you have the best spiritual year of your life, I think it's possible that you may be able to have the best year of your life. So pursuing the best spiritual year of your life equals the best year of your life. I think one of the ways you can have the best year of your spiritual life is to grab a verse or two to help anchor your soul for everything that is about to happen. So that brings us to Life Verse 2018. Again, one of my favorite series. You're probably tired of hearing me say that because I think I say that for everything. Like when the next series come, like, oh, this is my favorite series, and oh, this is my favorite Easter, and this is my favorite thing over here. I I say that a lot, but all in all honesty, (laughs) this really is a a very special thing. So let's learn together, and let's think about what God wants to teach us. Here's our big idea. Your best spiritual year cannot happen 
apart from God's word being in you. All right? Your best spiritual year, I don't think it can happen apart from God's word being in you. And so if we choose to neglect the word of God, if we choose to run from it, I believe we're going to have a very difficult time having the best spiritual year of our life. If that doesn't happen, it's probably not going to be the best year of our life either. So the best spiritual year cannot happen. It's going to be really difficult apart from God's word being in us. It's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. This is where we celebrate his life and his accomplishments. And there are many quotes that float out over this weekend about Dr. King and some of the things that he said. One of his favorite quotes to me personally is where he speaks to the power of God's word in you. And in this quote, he actually references Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Here's what Dr. King said. I have felt like Jeremiah. So he's thinking about the prophet, the author of scripture. I have felt like Jeremiah. And here's where he quotes Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. The word of God is in my heart like burning fire shut up in my bones. And there is a sense where Dr. King had this fire inside of him that I think in part sprang from the word of God being in there and bubbling. And he described it as this fire that I cannot put out and that I cannot keep down. I have felt like Jeremiah. The word of God is in my heart like burning fire shut up in my bones. God's word, when we get it inside of us, it bubbles and it burns and it does something amazing. And that's why we got to have the word of God in us if we're going to have the best spiritual year of our lives. And then I thought about this. One of the things that I want for people who come to Valley Point Church, and so if you're newer, I'd encourage you to listen to this because here's what I want for you. And if you've been around for a while, this will be a good refresher for you in terms of what happens as we gather. So what I want for people who come to Valley Point Church, I want them, I want all of us to have an admiration for the word of God like to place it on a high shelf and say, it is incredible. It is God's word to us. It is valuable and it brings life. And even if we're not sure about all of it, I want us to have that kind of admiration and I think God will work on the other parts. I also want us to have a desire to obey it. Like, here's what God's word says and boy, my life might not match up and so instead of changing the word of God, I need to adjust me. I need to change me so that my life reflects what I see here. So a desire to obey. And then the third item I want for people that walk through the doors of Valley Point is a thirst for more of the word of God. Like, I just can't get enough of that. And I need more beyond Sunday. Like, I gotta have it somewhere Monday through Saturday as well. So this is what I want. Us, admiring the word of God for what it is God's word breathed out to us and a sense of wanting to obey it and do what it says and then a thirst for more. 
I want that for me. I want that for me. And I will say there are seasons in my life where I feel that, and that's true. I'll approach the Word of God, and, and I'll read, and things will kind of just jump off the page, and I'll be excited about that, and I'll love what's happening, and it'll make me laugh, or it'll make me cry, or it'll challenge, or, or poke, or convict, and I come back to it, and I say, I love that. Like, that's what I needed today, or, or this week, or, or this month, or this season of my life. And I, and I have this thirst, and I, I can't wait to get back to the Word of God and to open it up because it's just driving me and, and motivating me and changing me. There are seasons where that happens for me. And I will say, those are the seasons where I generally feel very close to the heart of God. He's just speaking to me, and it, but I, I can't wait to get more. There are those seasons... And then there are the seasons where that, that doesn't happen. And my approach to the word of God is, you know, I don't have time because I'm busy and there's family and work and community and all of these obligations and all of this stuff. And so you kind of push God's word to the side a little bit. Or there are those seasons where I approach it academically like, I have to study, I have to be ready to share something, and I look at history and context and put all that together and try to share something to you, but it's more of an academic exercise, and there is no real thirst. Like, I want to get in here because I, I want this. And then I read things like this, Psalm 119, 103. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. That's beautiful. Imagine. The psalmist is saying here, you know, your words. Mmm. Like tasty. Sweet. Same chapter. Verse 174, the second part of it. And your instructions. Scripture. The words of God are my delight. That word delight there is a Hebrew word, which means an object in which I find happiness and joy. It's interesting. So the psalmist is saying your words, God, your instruction, scripture, the Bible is an object to me that brings joy and delight. So your words are Sweet to me, they're actually better than the sweetest honey. And your instructions, they are an object which brings joy and delight. I want that. I don't want to be able to say that for me. I want you to be able to say that for yourself. I want our church to say we just hunger and thirst for the word of God. I read those verses about honey and about God's word being a source of joy and delight and happiness, and sometimes I wonder if that's true for me. I wonder if that's true for me. So that brings us to life verse 2018. Here we are. So let's grow our thirst for the word of God together, okay? Now, Maybe you're here 
and the Bible is not something that interests you. Or maybe you have some concerns about the Bible. Like there are some supposed discrepancies and things don't always match up and there are some bizarre stories and did that stuff actually happen? And there are some hard sayings and some tough things in the Bible that make you wonder about what's happening and what's going on and what does God really want with this? And maybe you're just kind of a little skeptical about the Bible and here we are talking about finding a verse or two to anchor our souls. And you're like, I'm just not there. I'm just not there. I get it. And I want to say to you, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. And I want you to know that Valley Point is a safe place for you to investigate and for you to question and for you to find answers. I'm glad that you're here. If that's how you feel about the Bible, you're just not sure. But here would be my encouragement to you. I would encourage you to approach this with an open mind. Okay? I would also challenge you to do this. Read the Bible for the great literature that it is. Because it's great literature. It's the best-selling book of all time. It's a collection of books that have one amazing theme about God's love for all people. And it's filled with war, sex, betrayal, drama. I mean, all of the elements of great literature are there. So even if you're not sure about the Bible being true and real and all of that... Just read it for the great literature that it is. Have an open mind, and let's just see what happens together, okay? Let's get really practical here. I want to talk to you about how to choose a life verse. Maybe you're comfortable with that, and you're fine, or maybe you're here, and how do you go about the process of actually finding a verse or two that you can claim as your own? Well, I want to share some practical information with you that I believe will help you understand the how. This is not new information for everybody in here, but hopefully it will help you in choosing a verse. So here's how, three steps. Number one, pick a place. Pick a place. Now, I don't want to overlook this because I think it's vitally important to finding a verse, and that is finding a place where you shut out distractions and you have your Bible or your phone or whatever you use to read the Bible or a journal or a book that perhaps has scripture in it that you use, whatever it is, whatever you choose to do there, that you have a place. You have a chair time. And you kind of view that as your holy place, a sacred spot. And this is where I listen to God. This is where I open up his word, and and he kind of talks to me. I think this is really important, especially in our busy lives where we're running in multiple directions all of the time, sometimes at the same time, that we actually have a sacred spot that is the quiet place where I listen to God. I've been experimenting with my place recently, and I have a new section in my home where I put my Bible and I have a journal that I read as well and I write some things down in that journal once I read and once God talks to me and I put that out on a chair and I I leave it there. I leave it there. And I like doing that and here's why. When there have been days that it's just been busy and maybe I've, I've missed a day of having that time with God, 
I'll walk by the chair, and the chair talks to me. I'm serious. It, hey, you missed today. And, and when are you going to get back to reading me? And God's over here, and, and, and meet him right in, in that chair. And that's what I've set that place up to be. And so sometimes I'll kind of avoid that room because, you know, I, I don't want the chair talking to me. But the chair talking to you is a good thing. So I would encourage you to pick a place, and this is where I meet God. And whatever that looks like for you at home, at work, whatever it may be, you just find that place and start with a few minutes. Maybe you've never done this before. A couple of minutes is probably going to be okay. Maybe you've been at reading scripture for a long time. Perhaps the challenge for you is to grow your time. Do all of that from the aspect of your place, your chair time, your sacred spot to meet with God. So pick a place. Secondly, pick a plan. Pick a plan. I think you've got to have a reading plan. Otherwise, you'll wander all over the place, and it'll be really difficult, and you'll get discouraged, and you'll say the Bible doesn't make sense, and I don't know what this book means, and you'll give up. And that's an easy thing to do because the Bible is challenging. And so you need a plan. Let me talk to you about some plans. Again, I want to provide easy on-ramps because I want everybody thinking about a verse or two that you can use to guide you throughout the year. So I want to provide some really easy on-ramps for everybody to find a few verses. We have created a sheet of helpful life verses. If you'd like to pick this up, they're at the Just For You table. Just grab it. There are several verses on here that speak directly to people and and what God can do for you and, and how God can work on both sides. There's just some incredible verses here that I think will challenge you. And there might be one that jumps into your heart where you would say, I think that's the one for me. That's what I need. There's also some helpful links on here about reading with your family and how you can encourage this with your kids, which by the way, I would encourage you as parents to talk to your kids about this. And students in the room, picking out a life verse is not just for old people. All right, it's for you. And you need this just like everybody else. So really, this is for all ages, and I would encourage you to grab that and talk to your family. There's wonderful verses right here, like, how about this one? Isaiah 41, verse 10. I love this. It's God talking. And here's what what God says. Just listen how this kind of falls on you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Does anybody get frightened? You know, by life and and work and parenting and all of this, it's a frightening world. Uh, Don't be afraid. Here's what God says. Here's why. For I am with you. Don't be discouraged. Ever discouraged? Don't be discouraged. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And here's what God says. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Wow. Like that's an amazing life verse. And maybe you just found yours. I'm not sure. But there's a lot of verses like that on this helpful sheet. And if you're looking for a plan, like what do I read? I don't know where to start in the Bible. I'm not sure. Please go and grab the helpful life verses sheet. Pick your spot and then just sit down and work through these and see what God does in your heart. On your talk sheet, here's another plan. 
on the back side where you find the takeaways, which we'll get to in just a moment, you'll see a scripture reading plan. We provide these every Sunday, often they're in conjunction with what the talk content is. And what you'll find here is that there's a plan for Monday through Friday, five days, five days. I put in here the book of Proverbs. So Monday's Proverbs 15, Tuesday Proverbs 16, and so on. I love the book of Proverbs. It's a great book because there are wise little nuggets and sayings that are very appropriate for how we live today. And if you don't have a plan, I would encourage you just to take this, get into your spot, get into your chair, and get your Bible or your phone and find Proverbs 15 tomorrow. Read those 33 verses. And I can almost guarantee there's going to be something there that's going to jump into your mind or your heart that just speaks to what you may be walking through right now. So that's another plan. Here's another possibility. If you have kids in KidPoint, they, they get a sheet every Sunday. And this is so creative, and I love this, and I have kids there. And what I have been doing with my kids in the morning is, if, if we're on time, and, and I struggle with this, so I, I really try to guard this and make sure we do it, but we'll have our breakfast, and then I'll, I'll pull out the sheet. Like, hey, where's your KidPoint sheet? And we try to put it on the refrigerator, and then I'll pull this out, and there's different verses here to read. And little things that they can do as well, activities that kind of connect the dots. This past week, I read Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. And when I read that to my kids, I'm like, those are incredible verses. I love those verses. And I was thinking about today and how they would be very appropriate life verses for somebody to grab. And we find that right on the kid point sheet. So if your kids are coming home with this stuff, don't throw it away. Now, listen, I, I have a lot of kids. And they, I do, and they come home with a lot of stuff from school. And, and no offense to the academics in the room, but nobody's reading that stuff, all right? <laughs> all right, like, oh, you know, here's the deal. No, nobody's really reading that. But, but you want to read this, you know, hang on to this, grab, get that sheet and, and shuffle the other things and pull that out. Now, think about this. If you don't have kids in Kid Point, here's what I want you to do. Walk downstairs today tell them I need one of those sheets that has the verses on it and blame it on me and then I'll kind of work the mess later, all right? So please, if you need a plan, that might be a wonderful thing for you to do. Maybe you have a plan. You have a systematic way where you're walking through different pieces of scripture. That's great. It really doesn't matter what your plan is. I think you just need one. It's really important to have it. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. Without a plan, you're not going to read scripture. So pick a plan and then take that plan to your place. And then here's the third aspect, and that is to pick a verse. Just pick a verse. And make it meaningful and memorable to you. If it jumps into your heart, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you cry, if it pokes a little bit, if you're even irritated with what you read, that might be your verse because maybe that's something that you need to work on for this new year. So find something that's meaningful to you and what you may be walking through right now and find something memorable. Okay, is this making sense? Great. I want to share with you the life verse that I have chosen for 2018. It comes from Deuteronomy chapter 4. It's verse 9. Here's what it says. But watch out. Be careful 
never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live, and be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. I really prayed over this verse and asked God to bring something to me that would be meaningful and memorable, and I I share this with you just as a way for you to know a little bit of my process, and I want you to know I'm doing this with you. I wouldn't ask you to pick a verse and, and not do that myself. So here's my verse. Watch out. Be very careful never to forget what you have seen. Oh, and along the way, be sure to share those memories, those things that you have watched and you have observed that God has done. Be sure to share that with your children and your grandchildren. A little bit of context. These words are spoken by Moses, who was a renowned leader of Israel, a very famous leader who is lifted up in Scripture as a great man of God. And he was a teacher of the law. And God's people here are on the edge of the promised land. They're on the edge of getting what God wanted to share with them, that God wanted them to enjoy and have. And so Moses does this. He gathers the people together. Hey, come here, family, friends. The nation of Israel, a few million people, get close because I have some things that I want to share with you as we get ready to step into this land that God has promised to us. And then I think what Moses did is, based on this verse, is Moses said, hey, don't forget. I want you to remember. Like, remember when when we were all slaves as a nation in Egypt? And that's what we knew and our ancestors knew for hundreds of years. Oppression. Slavery. And then God freed us. God gave us a new opportunity. God came through for us. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. And don't remember when God enabled us to cross an uncrossable sea to get to our promise to get to that land that we're supposed to enjoy and God came through and he did something for us that we never could have done on our own. Do you remember that? The crossing of the sea? Yeah, don't ever forget that. Oh, and pass it on to your children and your grandchildren because at some point they weren't there and and they won't know about that and we have to help them remember what God has done for us. And I think Moses may have said, hey, do you remember when God gave us some commandments, some laws that would guide how we treat each other and how we respond to God, the Ten Commandments, of which talk about how we are, can be appropriately related to God and how we can be appropriately related to other people too. That's the Ten Commandments, responding to God and responding to other people. You, you remember that? Yeah, don't forget, that's what God gave to us, to guide us. And so here's Moses, watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen and don't let these memories slip from your mind. And along the way, be careful and be ready to share them with your children and your grandchildren. My life verse is often tied to what is happening here at Valley Point because that's my life and and that's my calling. And this year, it's no different. I prayed over this and I chose this because 
I want to keep watching out and remembering what God has done for us. A real home. May we never forget this extraordinary journey. And here's the deal. Every time we walk through these doors, every single time, we should be in awe of a God who could and did. And he accomplished something for us that we never could have done on our own. And he brought a lot of people together and a lot of generosity and a lot of wonderful God moments along the way. May we never forget any of that story. And oh, by the way, let's, let's keep talking to our children about that. And I'm thinking about how I need to keep sharing these stories with my kids and God willing, someday probably some grandchildren as well. Some of you in the room are going to have children and more grandchildren and they may not know the story of how God provided water and sewer and God came through in some really difficult situations and how we walked down Bethel Road and we have videos and we have pictures but they weren't a part of that. May we never forget God's provision. And and every time we walk through the doors of this place, may it hit us again that God's amazing. And let's keep passing on these stories. Beyond the church thing, I have a prayer journal that I keep. And it's not because I'm some great person of prayer. I'm I'm not. I, I need to improve on this. But I like writing my prayer requests down because... It gives me the opportunity to go back and review. And so I have, on on my sheet here, I I have a request. And I put down the date, June 2017. That's when I asked for something specific. And God answered that prayer in November of 2017. I have it right here. Here's something else I prayed for in March of 2017. And God answered that in December of 2017, and I I wrote the answer down. And some of you that I pray for as God brings it to mind are are written down here, and there are several things that don't have an answer date yet because God hasn't answered, but I'm still knocking. God, I'm still bringing this to you, and I have this, and I review it because when I get the chance to go back, it reminds me Hey, little old me in Pennsylvania, I I went before God, the throne of God, and I asked for something, and God answered. God did something for me. And often we hear about God answering prayers for other people, but when I look at this list, it's a reminder of what God has done for me, and the depths of my love for him are refreshed, and I'm ready to go again, because we often forget, don't we? We forget all the time. And I think often our relationship with God becomes a matter of, what have you done for me lately, God? What have you done for me lately? You know, besides being a great song from the 80s, it's often how we approach our relationship with God. You know, what have you done for me lately? Where I think God wants to remind us, be careful. Remember, go back and review and then pass that stuff on to your children and your grandchildren. That's my verse. It's meaningful. 
and it's memorable, and that's how I walk through the process. It's your turn now to find some verses. Let me share some takeaways with you. Fill in these blanks quickly. Number one, remember, God's word matters. It's a big deal. It's important. It matters. Secondly, ask for God's help. Maybe you're not sure how to go about this. You're nervous. You're not there. You just don't know. Well, ask for God's help, and I think he'll meet you in his word. I think he'll gladly do that. Number three, read with wide open eyes. Read with interest. And may there be this burning fire in your heart. And then finally, identify verses that move your heart. If they move your heart, it just might be the verse that God wants for you in this new year. Okay, back to the big idea. Your best spiritual year cannot happen apart from God's word being in you. Let's be ready this week to get God's word in us and search for a verse or two to guide us. Father, I thank you for today and just for the opportunity to launch a new series. God, I'm excited about searching and digging and finding what you want for each and every one of us. God, I pray for everybody in the room as they start this process that you would encourage them and help them God, I pray even if there are individuals here, and I'm sure there are, that are skeptical or nervous or not sure, help them to give it a shot and just see what you do. God, I pray throughout the week as we search and pray and dig and have our chair time and put our plans together that you would plant some of these words of yours on our hearts and that we would rejoice in what you give to us, something meaningful and memorable. We pray it all now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.